0: All right, welcome back, people of the
1: internet, to another episode of the Waveform Podcast. We're your hosts, I'm Marquez. And I'm Andrew. And this week, we've got a bunch of Apple rumors sort of rounded up into one Mm -hmm. segment. We're gonna talk about a bunch of stuff. A new DJI drone that might be everything we've wanted and more, maybe, might be. And also, an old favorite, Pebble, might be getting back into the tech game in a way that you're probably not expecting. But first, Dale. Dale. (laughs) Did I nail that? I feel like I nailed that. I just
2: learned about this Dalai, today. Yeah, it's,
1: the Pipple. Pipple says Dolly a lot, okay. but uh, we did finally release the video that I was talking about last week. I think I talked about it a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. about the OpenAI AI tool called Dolly Two D A L L E Two. We'd gotten access to it, and the the craziest part is just the simple fact that all it needs is some text input, and it will turn that into a realistic image in whatever style you want. It doesn't even have to be
2: realistic. Oh, I guess. Of you want. Okay, if you give it a painting prompt that's still like a realistic painting, maybe, I don't know. It's yeah. insane.
1: It's incredible. So I, I like starting with showing people thispersondoesnotexist.com because that, yeah. if you just go to that website, it shows you like a realistic high-resolution face and that's not a real person. And what it did is it's taking a whole bunch of images of a whole bunch of other photos of people and creating, with what it knows about faces, a new face from that. Some of them have beards. Some of them have glasses. Some of them are in random environments. But they all look surprisingly realistic. And Dolly is just, you, you tell it what you want a picture of, mm-hmm. and it will give you that thing but it isn't real obviously cuz it's creating a new version of it yeah. and it was a lot of fun to play around with.
2: almost too much fun it probably stalled some of our workload at work playing it worth with it, it for a little too much yeah worth it um it, yeah it, it does some like really really cool things and we gave it some really strange prompts um most of the time it like totally nails it or not totally nails it but gets really really close obviously what can do what you asked but they'll be like Little things here and there that are a little off. Yeah. Um, We gave it some some pretty tough ones. One in particular, I think, was a chicken nugget surfing in a bowl of chicken soup. (laughs) Something weird with with barbecue sauce. Yeah, with Hawaiian shorts on. And it was very confused. So about basically
1: that the idea is like giving this thing a prompt is you can give it a very simple prompt. Yeah. Like uh, we started it simple with like a blue apple and a bowl of oranges or even just like an elderly kangaroo. Something yeah. simple. And we'll create that for you. And that's amazing that it can make that image. But it also is kind of cool that it gives you like some environment and a pose and like some surrounding details that you might not yeah. have asked for because it realizes that they fit. Like when I asked for an elderly kangaroo, it was like leaning, it was in some sand, one of them, and it was like kind of squinting, and it would it kind of look sort of like hunched over. Mm-hmm. All these little details that were not part of my prompt. But what we found is you could give more and more detailed, interesting prompts, and it would it would do everything you asked for as to the best of its ability, anyway, yeah, yeah. in the picture you asked for. So I sort of I started off with some pretty simple prompts, but then I got more and more interesting and detailed and it kept going. So the one that I think was one of my favorites was I asked Dolly for a painting inspired by the Mona Lisa of a goat that is taking a picture with an iPad, mm-hmm. which is an insane thing to ask anyone for but dolly in the 10 seconds that it always took to generate every single prompt i asked it for generated 10 brand new images of paintings of goats that look like the mona lisa taking pictures with a tablet that looks like an ipad
2: yeah it it did a couple things also like i feel like it took of the mona lisa and rather than the artist the like style of the artist of the mona lisa and how it was painted it took like how the Mona Lisa was posing
1: more so and like a
2: a like medium like bust head yeah they
1: made it a a painting instead of like a a photo Mm -hmm. and then they made it like you know the brown colors and the sort of pose of the way Mona Lisa was in the picture so to varying degrees it nailed that but then taking a picture with an iPad meant it had to hold an iPad so all of the goats in our pictures had hands instead of that was funny like that's that's nuts that it did all of that by itself and
2: I think my favorite detail of it was um, so all of them obviously had tablets because we said iPad one of them specifically had the apple logo on the back another one just had a picture of an apple on the back of it yeah. so but like red like 3d like just looked like a children's like if you had a book that said a is for apple on it like that's what the apple looked like on the back which i found hilarious because it clearly just like we never wrote apple in the prompt it just said ipad it just knows. So it took the Apple logo and then for some reason put a different Apple on it. And I thought that was a hilarious kind of like brain fart Dolly had. It's fascinating. That was uh, entertaining for sure.
1: So uh, in the in the video on the main channel, we explain how it works, what it's doing with clip and GPT-3 and, and diffusion and all these things that it's doing to create this amazing image. Um, so I, I did a Twitter thread where I posted a bunch of my findings and all of the things that it generated for me the last one that i didn't put in the video was just i asked for the meaning of life <laughs> and it gave me an image that it's kind of a photorealistic picture of the ocean and you can kind of hear it when you look at it but it was just mm-hmm. life just life as it is on earth which is there it is kind of interesting so it's um, not 42 it didn't, yeah, it didn't just print the okay. number 42. Actually, that's funny. One, A lot of the other random quirks about Dolly are the things it doesn't do well and the other extra things that it can do well.
0: Mm-hmm. So we
1: are all amazed by like, yeah, give it a prompt. It'll generate a new thing. And we have a video actually coming up on the studio channel. Maybe, maybe live by the time you see or hear this uh, where we go head-to-head prompt for prompt Tim, the graphics designer here, versus Dolly with the same prompts, and then a blind test to see who can identify who made what. Yeah, but the other stuff is like is not that great with specific text. So if you ask it for a, a sign that says a certain word on it, it's it's really good at generating the gist of the image. Like it will make a really good photorealistic sign, but the letters might not be the right letters. So it's just a sign <laughs> with letters on it. Um, if you ask for a Burger King sign, that it was says my like, favorite. Burger Kern or something. Burger
2: Kern. It was close,
1: but it didn't get it right. And the other thing is like relative position sometimes is wrong. So if you ask for something above something or something, you know, underneath something, it might swap them because it's still generating an image with the things you asked for. But for some reason, relative position is not uh, as strongly like like coded, I guess, into the way it generates the photos. Um, Other than that, though, like the in painting is super cool. You can ask for a room. And then you can ask for a room with a couch in it and you can just tell it where to put the couch and it'll put a couch in the room to match the perspective and lighting in the room, which hmm. is cool. You can ask it to sort of transform an image into uh, an image towards another prompt. So you can ask it to, for example, demodernize a gadget. Mm hmm. And so you put in a picture of an iPhone, and it slowly goes. What's an older version? What's an older version? What's an older version? Until you get like not just an old iPhone, but an old phone, which is crazy. And we did that. They they had a version with a Tesla turning it into an older car. It's just fascinating. Watch the video; it's worth checking out. And there is also a subreddit of Dolly Two prompts
2: this morning because it's like when once you start looking at these, all you want to do is look at more. So this uh, subreddit r Dolly Two. We'll post it in the show notes. But if you just want to keep scrolling. Keep looking at crazy stuff that Dolly's created. This thing looks like it's posting a lot every, day. It's got like 20 posts from yesterday. So if you want to just
1: keep going, probably just collecting because basically Dolly 2 is super limited. Not everybody has access to it. You can request being on the wait list, but uh, it's pretty clear not a lot of people actually get to use Dolly. So it was cool that we got to, and it's cool to just follow what people are plugging in and seeing what happens. Oh, my this God, is this hilarious.
2: Happy raccoons wearing colorful tur- turtlenecks.
1: That's amazing. <laughs> it's the The things you have to do in your mind to come up with a unique prompt just to see what it would say. It's hard. We had we sat down for a while trying to think Yeah, of just things. to come up with, what do you ask for it? Like, we asked, okay, Apple Car. We got to ask it what the Apple Car looks yeah. like. And, of course, yeah, we got our results back. And you asked Dolly for Apple Car, and it goes, oh, okay, yes, Apple and Car. I can do that. And it made a car that looks like an Apple. Uh, should have thought of that, but yeah, okay, makes sense. Context matters, but you know, this one I'm looking at here: two Tyrannosaurus rexes having a tender moment at sunset. Pixar movie trailer, still.
2: That yeah, that's pretty good. It's just like the silhouette of two T rexes um, cuddling a little bit and very detailed. Yeah, there's some stuff. Yeah, definitely check out check out our video. We have a new video coming out on the studio soon, like you said. Um, if it's not out by the time this is out, it should be up next sometime next week. But. Dolly's amazing. Everyone should get a chance to look at it. Yeah.
1: One more side effect, since you probably won't get a chance to actually plug things into Dolly yourself, are some people did point me to some open source Dolly alternatives. Basically, uh, where
2: like Dolly's? Yeah,
1: more or <laughs> less. Like they don't. They're not as high quality, but they still kind of attempt the same thing through different methods of AI. So I'll probably try to link one or two of those as well. Worth checking out. But yeah, that's Dolly. That's Dolly. Dolly.
2: I have another thing here that you told me uh, as you were reading the script you had not heard of, so uh, yeah. I'll kind of explain it to you a little bit. Break it down. Um, so we all remember Pebble. Uh, we were actually talking about Pebble the other day, um, just about tech that's kind of been maybe not forgotten, but not around anymore. And Pebble's that uh, that company everyone knew and loved had a real cult following of kind of like the dawn of smartwatches. Yeah. Right. Um, so they're not around anymore, but apparently the old founder, Eric, I'm gonna try and say this last name, Eric Migakovsky. Okay, does that look right? Sure. Cool. All right. Thanks, Eric. Oh, we'll we'll be saying Eric for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Um, he made a website talking how much, or on his website talks how much about how he loves the iPhone Mini form factor, but he loves iOS and really wants an Android version. And he really misses small phones, which apparently is funny because he's also six six. So that's. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I'm not
1: alone in the wanting a small phone camp. Well,
2: there's a lot of people, but we also just saw the the iPhone mini not being brought back for the 14 right. lineup, right? So it's
1: a small group that is very it's a very vocal minority, yeah. a small group that is very passionate about the small phone.
2: Yep. So he, Eric, wants a small phone. He made a website, and he's convinced that if he can get 50,000 people to sign up about being interested, he can convince a manufacturer to bring this to fruition, a small a small Android phone. So yeah. he, um, right now he has 6,000 signatures, but it's only been up for like 24 hours. Um, so I just kind of have, he had a list of what must have, what would be nice to have, what he's looking for. Oh. I thought, let's go over it. Let's see how interested you are, how interested people, uh, our audience might be, and they can uh, let us
1: know. I'm just, does, does he actually believe that 50,000 signatures is enough to convince someone? Like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure millions of iPhone 12 minis were sold. Like, 50,000 is a very small drop in the bucket for the manufacturers out there making phones and scale. I think 50,000
2: signatures is small, but. He is also someone who's manufactured a product before, and I am not. So I will give him the benefit of the okay. doubt here. All right. Because um, it's not
1: 50,000 commitments to buy or nope. $50,000 deposits. So, all right. Let's see. Uh, so,
2: yeah. Let's just go over. Uh, I'll go through the specs that he has. He has must-have follow the iPhone mini industrial design as close as possible, consistent with bezels around the entire display. 5.4-ish 1080p OLED display. 60 hertz is fine. Camera must be as good as the Pixel 5 and good low-light performance. Stock Android snapdragon 8 or other flagship processor equivalent 5g hole punch front camera two rear cameras regular wide angle i'm assuming he means ultra wide angle because regular usually is like wide angle so i'm assuming he means ultra ultra wide eight gigs of ram 128 250 storage four hours screen on time unlockable bootloader nfc and then nice to have rugged enough to not need a case that's an interesting one we don't see that very often Does,
1: oh that's a tough one Wi to qualify. Like, like what
2: i don't even know is the iphone
1: like, is the iphone currently rugged enough to not need a case because no you don't chance. i don't need a case but you really should have one like if it's if you want to match the industrial okay i'll get back to that's
2: that. that's a weird uh, yeah we'll, back we'll come back to this. yeah it's a uh, ip68 water resistance would be a nice to have but not needed fingerprint sensor on power button hardware mute switch wireless charging e-sim um those okay. are the nice to haves
1: okay I'll shed a little bit of light. I've, I've had a couple unique opportunities to maybe work with a smartphone manufacturer in the past, mm-hmm. and every single time, uh, it's really for me all about like how much input will I really have. I haven't really told anybody about this, but like usually when they approach me, they're like, "We have a phone that's nearly done, and we want your like approval on it," and then it's the MKBHD phone. And to me, that's not really input. I don't really get to choose no, it's anything. No, not at all. And I've had maybe some where, where it gets to the point where I can actually make a couple choices about specifics and placement and things like that, but not really too malleable. And then it's the MKBHD phone. But every single time we go through this process, what becomes very clear is making a smartphone is just a series of compromises. You pull one lever down, the other one goes up. You pull another lever up and another one goes down. And so I look at this list, and that's where my mind goes. And there are some levers here that might not all be able to be up at the same time, is what I'm seeing. Yeah. So, okay, let's just go through some of these. Industrial design to follow the iPhone mini as close as possible. So I'm picturing an iPhone mini. I like the idea. I think he just wants the size with consistent bezel. The size with consistent bezels. Mm -hmm. But then you also say rugged enough to not need a case. So you must not be talking about glass on the back, like the iPhone. Which is the industrial? Yeah, I don't. Of the I line. don't
2: know what that could. Yeah, I guess you go metal, and he does say he doesn't need wireless charging. Might want wireless charging. Do you go metal? <laughs> the only things I can think of of these like don't need a case. I mean, like remember the S8 Active, or yep. like I think there's some Doogie phones out there right now that are these like rugged, hardcore, yeah. like construction worker phone. or Rugged whatever. is
1: definitely nice to have. They I don't, don't know do if very can, well. Yeah, it's yeah. tough to say like rugged enough to not need a case and be able to define that clearly. But here's another one. Okay. You have a 5.4-inch 1080p OLED, 60 hertz is okay, I get that. Then you say you want a Snapdragon 8 series or other flagship processor chip. Why? Because you also asked for four hours of screen on time. If you want good battery life on a small phone, you probably don't use the highest-end chip. Like what have we seen? iPhone SE, high-end chip, small battery, not great battery life. And that's an iPhone with great optimization. Then we see another small phone like if I go I don't know how much what other small phones are like the phone. Well, so I one look one at this whole Snapdragon. thing
2: and I think of ZenPhone eight, but it was five point nine inches. Yeah, instead.
1: not as compact, but that's like kind of close. But do you I see think a great. Snapdragon eight Gen one in that? Like I, that's not going to have a four hour screen on time. I'll tell you that right now. So when I see all three of those things on this list, five and a half inch so screen, just, yeah. Just
2: uh, Zenfone 8's a Snapdragon
1: 888, eight 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 triple eight, and did that have a four hour screen on time? I
2: uh, I don't remember screen I on time on that it. four thousand milliamp hours.
1: So a phone that because that's not a, that's not really as compact as the phone we're picturing here. No, like
2: so. I'm assuming the max you get is like thirty
1: five, yeah, uh, thirty five hundred. The iPhone twelve mini is like what is that a f- seventeen hundred milliamp hour battery or something in there? Like you don't have a lot of space.
2: It, it's a tough. So that's, you know, I'm yeah, just picturing like, it. the levers
1: yeah. in my head. I'm like, all right, you want to pull the lever of a flagship chip? Well, that means no good battery to me on a mm-hmm. small phone. So that's that's a tough one. Um, storage is cool. So two rear cameras, regular and wide angle, that's solid. I think a lot of people using the mini phones, too, are relative minimalists and would actually be cool with one camera, but it's probably not that much extra work to do two cameras. Um, whole punch Whole punch front camera, yeah. Seems about right. Mm-hmm. And then 5G world phone. Again, 5G is going to hit battery, space in the phone, heat, and price. I'm surprised to see 5G on the must-have.
2: I still don't think it's that important yeah. of a thing. I'm sure there's... I don't know. Do people I, agree with that? Do you like? Do you agree with that? I turn 5G off.
1: I am with you. I, I don't turn it off because there is the once in a while where I'm like, oh, neat, 5G, everything's so fast. Mm-hmm. But I do have... I, I, I don't think you should buy a phone for 5g yet. No. And I said that a whole year ago and that's still true. Like I've drive, I've driven like past areas where I can see a cell tower and I'm like, Oh, maybe I'll have 5g from driving by. And I look down at my phone and I have 5g E, which is like yeah. basically AT&T. LTE. It is so LTE. I'm not, I'm not convinced that 5g has to be on the must have for my own mini phone. Uh, so I guess I'm with you. I'm kind of surprised to see it here. But yeah, that that's gonna hit your battery. That's gonna hit your your price and how much space you have in the phone for a large battery. So, yeah, I you know here's what I would tweak if I could if I okay. could make my own mini phone. Do it. Maybe, would,
2: maybe he'll let you make the MKBHT version. I mean, of he's this.
1: not gonna like my tweaks. I am saying uh, super fast charging should be a must have because this phone will have bad battery life. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you right now, and give me a 90 hertz display. So going from 60 to 90. I already know I'm hitting my battery. If you leave the flagship chip in there and not a lot of space in there, I want super fast charging because the battery is not going to be good. I'm just going to accept that right now. Mini phone. But like a lot of people using a mini phone aren't doing four hours of screen on time in a day. They're trying to use their phone less. Probably. They're trying to have like a, a, you know, a compact out of the way experience. So, you know, it's just, just spitballing ideas.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'd be interested. To, I mean, this is the thing where we in the tech space saw a lot of people really into the iPhone mini and into small phones. And it didn't uh, convert over to sales, obviously enough, because Apple discontinued it already after two iterations.
1: So well, we're not on, not officially yet, but probably. Probably happening. Sorry, most likely it's most happen. likely happening. Just, and we're you know we're we're speaking in in future terms, but it's probably
2: going. yeah. I, I don't think it's it's coming back according to all the rumors we've seen. Um, and we don't see like really small the ZenFone like to me and the Pixel five were like the smallest phones we've seen in a while, and their Pixel five did okay. I still think the ZenFone eight is like one of the most underrated phones we've seen in a while. Agreed. Um. I, I think Eric should get his Zenfone 8 or his Zenfone 9, but maybe maybe they'll start getting bigger and bigger. So maybe that's not exactly what he's looking for.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Unfortunately. You want to mirror that iPhone, you probably just have to get the iPhone now while you can.
2: I like the idea of small phones, but I don't think I'd ever buy one. That's, this is the smaller version and people. still huge, and I just like, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I know a couple of people with the mini phone, but yeah, I think a lot of people are in the same camp. Like, If you put a poll out and said, do you want a smaller phone? They go, yeah and then when the next phone comes out they don't buy the mini. It's like yeah. Hey, okay. I mean I
2: know some people with iPhone mini and they love it and they'll probably hold on to it till it completely yeah dies but years. um yeah. Uh but yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be able to convince uh, more power to him. I hope he does. I I, hope I'm it gets, rooting for him.
1: I hope it gets the 50,000 signatures just so we can see what happens. Yeah. That's where I'm Agreed. at. Agreed. We'll
2: uh we'll also link that website in the show notes if you want to go sign up for it and put your signature out there. Maybe you are interested. Also leave a if you're on the YouTube, leave a comment because I would really like to see who like would genuinely be interested in this and what price you'd be willing to pay for it. Like name a price right now if all of this happens.
1: 550.
2: That's that's a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> if if all of this happens,
1: that's a great deal. That'd be nice. All right, we got to talk about some other Apple rumors, but first we're gonna take a quick break and we also need to do our first trivia question. Hit us, Adam.
3: Trivia: What was the first iPhone to have the Retina display? I know this already. All right, easy.
1: Next. Yes, <laughs> Let's take super a
3: easy. Let's,
2: Let's go take to a, a break. Take and a not break. Not think about it the whole time. Yeah,
1: easy. All right, brb.
2: All right, welcome back. Um, So we don't always cover rumors on this show, but we kind of had this like lull in news and I just happened to see in the last two weeks like a bunch of different rumors for Apple stuff. WWDC's coming up. Like there's, it just seems to be a lot of them and they are definitely, some seem way more likely than others and some are like, feel super speculative. So so I have four of them listed here. I'm gonna go over all of them with you. You can tell me what you think about it maybe how likely you think it is to happen. Okay, um, And yeah, we'll go from there.
1: One at a time. All right. Okay,
2: right. First one, probably something we've talked about on this show before, um, USB-C iPhone. Oh boy. But this, uh, oh I, man. Saw I start hope I haven't up. said this previously. Yeah, you probably saw this on Twitter. I think you tweeted about it, but yeah. like, I hope I haven't said this in the past where it's like, but this one really looks like it might be it. Um, but Mark Gurman and Ming-Chi Kuo, are both confirming that they're seeing some sort of trends in manufacturing, that we might be getting an iPhone 15, I think it is, so next year's.
1: Right, 2023 with with USB-C.
2: And I'm wondering if part of this has to do with the also, isn't there something in Europe going around where the Apple's being forced to use USB-C instead of Lightning?
1: More or less, yeah. They're Mm -hmm. being forced to standardize. So, yeah, I... I, so when I tweeted about this, I was uh-huh. like, I'll believe it when I see it. Like, I've always wanted a USB-C iPhone, but I've also accepted in my head that this is Apple we're talking about, and Apple would much rather just not have a port at all on the iPhone than give you a USB-C option on some of the iPhones, right? Like if this is a European iPhone with USB-C and all the rest have Lightning, Apple's gonna do everything they can to not do that. I don't
2: think that's gonna, I don't think right. they are two models. So,
1: so the fact that it basically looks like Apple is at least testing a USB-C iPhone, to me says they're preparing for if they will be forced to make all of their iPhones USB-C, but I think they would much rather, I mean, keep going with Lightning until they don't need a port anymore. So that's what I think the plan still is for okay. them. So if I'm rating this on on like, a, on like, a, on like a, a, a letter grade scale of like. Let's do one to 10. Oh, letter one grade to 10. sounds
2: way more confusing. Okay.
1: And on a scale of one to 10, how likely are we to get a USB-C iPhone? After these leaks, I'm saying three. We should
2: probably confirm here because I'm already confused. One is not one likely. One being
1: won't happen, 10 being guaranteed well, happening. Three. Three. That's low. Yep.
2: There's that was probably the most sure one I may have had on here. So this might be uh, maybe not. But um, uh, so one thing I now this is where I really like felt like this might actually happen Uh is I believe it was Mark Kerman said something along the lines that not only are they testing this, but they were also working on different um, adapters for previous iPhones for this. And to me, when I see Apple and think adapters Mm -hmm. and dongles, I'm like. You guys are perfect for each other. If you're already thinking that, money, 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 yeah, it seems like I mean, it, it seems like it's a guarantee. Now I'm going twenty fifth iPhone 15 USB C. Yeah, I'll go seven out of ten.
1: Wow, I, I it, like it makes it. perfect sense. Like, like
2: USB C all the time.
1: That's why it's like okay, everything you call a pro mm-hmm. has USB C already. iPad Pro. What did you do? Faster data speeds like Thunderbolt port. Even iPad Air now has USB C all the MacBook Pros, every other like laptop you do, USB-C, all the things, they're all about it. But when it comes to the iPhone and the ecosystem right around the iPhone, so like charging AirPods Max, charging AirPods at all, all those things are lightning too. So for them to just go USB-C for the iPhone and not all of the other things around the iPhone means dongles.
2: It doesn't necessarily mean I mean we haven't seen a rumor for AirPods but I could see AirPods going USB-C also. Okay, so it
1: would be AirPods, it would be what else is lightning? I feel like it's the, weird to the have a keyboard, an... Apple's keyboard right now. I would The Magic Mouse is lightning. Like there's The a Magic bunch Mouse th- should be thrown in the dump. I agree. But they're all lightning right now. <laughs> yeah. So like if you're going to go finally like we agree across the whole company that USB-C is good like all right, what about all the other weird peripheral things that are lightning? That's why the adapter thing is probably gaining steam because like, yeah, now everything's going to come with the USB-C cable and you need to charge things via lightning still. That's annoying. This just that's, confuses me the more I think about it. I don't why know why
2: they're on this lightning train. I think it it's no just sense. them
1: testing it. They're just like, yeah, if we actually get forced to do this, then I guess we'll have it ready so we can't get like fined into. I mean, they have the money, but whatever. They're testing it. That's all I got out of this. I'm at a three. I now now that. that I think about it, I'm at a two. I'm at a two. Uh-huh. Next. <laughs> okay.
2: All right. Maybe I'll go for maybe the next most likely one. I'll skip down here a little okay. bit. Um, so M2 stuff we might be seeing soon. Yeah. This seems pretty likely. Um, Mark Gurman uh, said, WWDC, we will most likely be seeing iOS 16, watchOS 9, Mac OS 13, and that OS 13 will be debuting on a M2 MacBook Air, M2 14-inch MacBook Pro, and M2 Mac Mini, which like just follows suit perfectly with everything we saw last year. Okay. Correct?
1: You said 14-inch MacBook MacBook Pro. Yeah, interesting, huh? Yeah. So we have, we have a. I reviewed and I really liked the 13-inch M1 MacBook Pro. So mm-hmm. maybe they just refresh that and give it a slightly bigger screen in the same footprint. That would make sense because that's a kind 14. of like
2: what the newer MacBook Pros did.
1: Yeah, you know, first of all, I trust Mark Gurman with my life, so that sounds pretty accurate. If, yeah, almost um,
2: everything I have here is Mark Gurman stuff. Okay,
1: yeah. And then the other half is we've seen all these rumors about like redesigns around some of these M2 things. So mm-hmm. the MacBook Air having a redesign would be pretty sweet and I mm-hmm. think is pretty likely. And then, like you said, okay, 14-inch MacBook Pro M2 now okay you're giving it a bigger screen in the same footprint that to me also says a little bit of a redesign so that's sweet i mean wwdc is is shaping up to be a very interesting event yeah, june like, 6 right june 6 exactly so uh yeah i'm give. i mean as far as what we've talked about i'm giving this like a nine like okay. we know the os updates are coming that's a 10 and then the new hardware aside from like a random late setback seems like the best way to introduce the new stuff. So, yeah, give it a nine. Okay, so I have two questions on here
2: then following that. Okay. Number one is we're seeing M2 Mac Mini. Mm -hmm. We just had M1 Mac Studio. Mm -hmm. Do we think M2 Mac Mini is just going to be like a regular M2 chip, not like M2 Max, M2 Pro? Yeah. Okay, how will that compare to like an M1 Pro Studio?
1: Right. I think M1 to M2 will be a slight bump. Okay. But it won't like be upgrade. competitive with like the Pro and the on the Ultra. It'll be a slight bump from the baseline. So okay. M1 is the baseline, we have a new baseline M2. It's 30% faster or something like that. Yeah. Then when we get new Mac Studio further down the line, that'll have M2 Ultra, M2 Pro. And those things will also be 30% bumps from M M1 Ultra and M1 Pro.
2: Okay. Yeah. And then how does this fit into our previous predictions of when uh, Mac Pro is coming out and what it will have? So I think a lot of us were talking about Mm -hmm. Mac Pro, what did we say? We thought it was going to be like an M1X
1: or something like that. Yeah, we didn't. So (laughs) we don't know still. We thought it could maybe be an M1 Ultra Ultra quad something I forget what we don't know like it would be an it would be again a 4x m1 ultra mm-hmm. but uh now that we start the m2 life cycle maybe mac pro is intro is like teased or introduced but that will eventually have to be built on m2 architecture so it's m2 ultra or whatever the hell they're gonna call it yeah like, something like that
2: i'm gonna ask uh our editors to look back maybe and see that prediction i want to say i said this i said m2 is coming out before mac pro the
1: the way this roadmap plays out is we're going to start to see the refresh of the new versions of those m1 chips around the same time we see the the new mac pro so i think we're going to get an m2 in all of the baseline stuff that we currently have an m1 in Okay. So we have an M1 iPad, M2 iPad, mm-hmm. M1 MacBook Air, M2 MacBook Air. I think we're going to get an M2 Pro and an M2 Max in these MacBook Pros. Yep. And they we're going to get an M2 Ultra in the Mac Studio. Uh-huh. And I think they need an M2 Extreme or something else. Mega. For the Mac Pro. Mega. Yeah, they're going to have to come up with another word, yeah, another name. I'm not banking on a good one, but. And that will be. So we're just skipping M1 altogether for Mac Pro, and it will be on okay. the same architecture as M2. Mm-hmm. So they'll probably have more density. I don't know if it's 4 nanometer, but, you know, more transistors, all this stuff for M2. We do all that for all the M2 series, and then that same architecture gets, like, a quad chip okay. for the M2 extreme Yeah, like, a four Pro. times, pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. That's my theory based on what I've seen and how it's timed out. It is yeah. going to be confusing because now they're going to sell M1 Ultra and they're going to have to tell people M1 Ultra is better than M2. And they're going to be like, no, 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 I want the M2, the new one. Yeah, but no, but this is actually, the Ultra is faster. I mean, first of all, the M2 is going to be fine for almost everyone mm-hmm. who is in this conundrum in the first place. Like just the M1 Mac Mini, very underrated, really good computer for a lot of people. If you have the right ports, you're good. But it is kind of confusing to tell people that M2 is out. And it's it's actually not as good as the M1 Pro. I mean, and they kind of had to do that, though, or
2: I guess it was the opposite of when they first started releasing M1 is they had, like, the M1 Air, which, like, in some cases was more powerful than the Intel MacBook Pro previously, like, depending on what yeah. you were doing, or it was, like, the better thing. And you're like, no, I want the MacBook Pro, not the MacBook Air. And it's like, well, you're probably getting a better laptop out of the MacBook Air now. Mm-hmm. The way they do this whole life cycle is still a little confusing yeah. to me.
1: Yeah. The, um, but... I guess the pros that are going to look for the Mac Pro are already on top of this. Y'all already listened to Waveform. Y'all y'all get it already. But it is going to be fascinating to hear the messaging and see it on stage. They're probably going to have to have a slide. Here's my prediction. They're going to have a slide where they show the M1, M1 Pro, and M1 Ultra. And then they're just going to slot the M2s out and put the new M- M1s out, put the M2s where the M1s were, implying that they're going to also slot out M1 Ultra and M1 oh. Pro with M2 Ultra and M2 Pro. That's my confusing eye. and a totally
2: unlabeled graph that just shows something longer than the other thing yeah. therefore must be much faster
1: big performance curve perfect. you know you want it
2: perfect app we just did that we just did wwdc why even watch it in a couple weeks <laughs> it's a nine okay nine out of ten um i have a foldable iphone i guess i don't know if i should call it iphone but apple foldable and quote it i have unlike any other foldable and now this is coming from Ming-Chi Kuo again. Apple's mm-hmm. testing e-ink electronic paper display for future foldable devices, cover screens, and tablet-like applications. The color EPD has a potential to become a mainstream solution for foldable devices, must-have cover a second screen thanks to its power saving. So there's some sort of... It's... Uh, Earlier in April, Quo said uh, that Apple might be bringing a 9-inch foldable device in 2025 and that they're also potentially working on a 20-inch foldable device. Whoa. Which feels like that old thing we've talked about of like an actual tablet maybe in your pocket or maybe it might be something like the, what was it, the Lenovo like tablet that folds. Not pocket size, not phone size, but just a smaller tablet. Um, But I think it's really interesting this... Because we've seen all these phones with the exterior displays, and you're doing so much less on those if you have. So maybe like with Samsung Fold Three, maybe you don't need the crazy OLED 90 hertz outside screen. Outside screen that could be killing battery. Like an e ink can let you answer text messages and pick up phone calls. And can it? It's apparently the new colored e ink display is not quite you know like OLED resolution and refresh rate and stuff like that, but it's much better than like the Kindle e ink. Like super low refresh rate,
1: like just text kind of thing. All right. I'll I'll disclaimer a couple things then. One, I have not tried the new color e ink displays. Yeah. But my impression of an e ink display is not very good. Okay. (laughs) For a phone screen so but also the thing about these like these articles is like they're testing like the question isn't mm-hmm. like is the next iPhone foldable the question is no. like will we ever sometime get a folding iPhone this is testing and still
2: says 2025 so like this is yeah. a very very vague so river. that's the
1: thing about Apple like they're always testing things and trying things so if if the question is are they definitely testing this yeah I bet they're testing it mm-hmm. I bet they're, they've got all kinds of crazy prototypes every time we see a new gadget from a company they're happy to show us like the year and a half of iterations of other weird stuff they tried that got them to this point. Um so I think them trying like an e-ink display folding on the outside where you open it up and it's a regular OLED is like a thing they're trying just to see. Okay. Um my philosophy with folding phones though personally is for them to be a no-brainer to buy, they should be just as usable folded as unfolded. So they should be just as good as a normal phone until you want it to unfold and then it's suddenly something else. Hmm. And there's no, like, a lot of them right now, they're thicker, they have weird aspect ratios, they're a little bit unwieldy, that's a trade-off. I think when they're when they're really mature and good, they'll feel just like a normal phone when you use them without unfolding it. And so trying the e-ink thing, to me, is like, maybe it's cool, maybe it works, but it's probably kind of a stopgap and probably not ever gonna ship so like So you're that.
2: not sold on e-ink? No, I'm not. I think for a flip version phone, it could be really cool because Mm. older flip phones, like you used to be able to just check the time and everything on the front super easy and notifications. So I think an e-ink, like if you took the flip three, put an e-ink display on the front that was always on display that wouldn't hurt your battery at all because of how like low power. power. Yeah, it is. I think that would be really cool to just have time notifications, like quick message scrolling on there or something like that.
1: I agree. Because it's
2: much smaller.
1: The question is... Would a folding iPhone be a flip?
2: Oh, I have no. I'm not going to even attempt or to. Or a fold. You know, I kind of think a folding iPhone that was a flip would make way more sense in the Apple sphere. It would, and it then would. maybe a folding tablet. Maybe an iPad that's folding and an iPhone that's flipping. So I always have to qualify.
1: Is it? folded it's an iPad or unfolded it's an iPad. Unfolded
2: it's an iPad and it's just uh and when you like fold it footprint up it's is smaller. smaller so when you put it in. So you could put your iPad in your purse or something like that.
1: Okay, I see. Yeah. No, um, I I I like I kind of want to see all of them. <laughs> that's the thing about Apple is I'm always like, yeah, well they should make that <laughs> and they don't. So, we'll see. No, I mm-hmm. think this if I'm just like rating like will we ever see a foldable iPhone? Yeah, I think that's like an 8 at this point. We're probably going to see a folding iPhone by 2025. By twenty twenty five. So it's twenty twenty two now. Three, four, five. Uh okay. That's a good one. Um will we see a year. folding iPhone by twenty twenty five? I'm putting that at a seven. That's a good that's, that's a good late entry for Apple. It could be one year later in my mind, but that's about right. Okay. Yeah, seven. Yeah.
2: All right. So I have one more rumor here, and this is like I think this is even speculation for leakers and rumors and stuff like that this is uh, another article mark kerman did i can't get Um, much
1: lower than two so oh
2: yeah okay so we've heard all this stuff about apple car you know obviously dolly's not designing it because it didn't do a great job at that um but apple car is like something we hear all the time we also recently just saw do you know canoe Mm -hmm. the ev company they kind of made these like interesting like vans almost and then they had like convertible ones that you could turn into like a food truck or like a, I don't know, a mobile workstation uses, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's been a lot of, and I will preface this also, a lot of reports that Canoe is not doing so great. Financially, um, Financially, yeah. yes. And Canoe relentlessly disagrees with that and commented on pretty much every article on Twitter that said that.
1: Might be a little biased.
2: But, but, uh, might be a little. But, but if we're going to like take the uh, articles that financially it's in trouble to heart, that's why Mark Gurman thinks this might be something that Apple could take over and potentially have a little head start on their Apple car. Uh, uh, t- taking Canoe and what they've made and to bring that under Apple, and that's how they create an Apple car.
1: But what have they made? What is Canoe made? Yeah, like like actually made.
2: I want to say they
1: have prototypes out there. Like everyone does. Well, y- except Apple. Well, Apple's never shown. anybody. So I guess when I think like canoe and a lot of companies in their distressed financial position, it's like, it costs, as we know, a ton of money to not just design the car, but like spin up a factory and start mass producing things.
2: I think you're a bunch of steps ahead of what Apple's potentially doing with a car right. so far.
1: So like if Apple is to make more headway on their car project, mm-hmm. whatever it is, Titan, What I don't know what the, what the name is, but let's say they want to make more headway. Does, does acquiring a company like canoe theoretically help them at all i mean that's just like talent and and design experience maybe there's people who work for canoe that work for other ev companies maybe
2: or there's some people from canoe who work for apple right now and apparently um their former uh ceo is now on the apple car project
1: Okay, so these are just so it's not like Apple is going to suddenly have like the capacity to start manufacturing cars They're They're interested in Canoe because these are people who are actively in the car design world and who will help them make the Apple car more realistic. Well, and that
2: they have a design and they have all that experience of creating still a prototype and everything is further along. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's the design that Apple winds up going with the canoe maybe oh god i could see it i couldn't it's got it almost looks like a like fat uh magic mouse <laughs> it's like
1: the vw take a bus. magic
2: mouse and just pull it
1: up if this car You've charges got the canoe upside car. down it's
2: literally the canoe car if you just take a magic mouse hopefully it doesn't charge from the bottom yeah, but that would like be rough. um
1: yeah i don't you know it, it it is unique like that's one thing about uh car design is when a new car company comes out they get to make their own dna brand new mm-hmm. like we what does a ford look like oh i know an f-150 what does a, a mazda look like okay i'm picturing mazda hyundai has got some new stuff coming out when you picture a rivian well that got they got to just start fresh mm-hmm. like we only have r1t and r1s and now it's kind of like the headlights are their design the shape mm-hmm. what is an apple car i don't know anything whatever you want you get to start fresh could be a, canoe. So it's a it could be a canoe it could just a like i like the like that.
2: canoe i think it looks really cool
1: i actually don't
2: <laughs> <laughs> i'm not don't. surprised by like, that like
1: i obviously like the the you know cars and the two doors and stuff It's like a stuff. new
2: age VW bus
1: right and and that nostalgia doesn't hit me the same way as people who probably like really liked the VW bus when it came out i think but i just like
2: the space of it
1: sure yeah yeah but like that's way bigger than like a normal like you could buy a suburban or it's could probably,
2: like, it. a bit shorter than, like, a a big Suburban. It's probably not too far off from, like, my Forester. But you're, like, driving uh-huh. a little more forward. You remember um, Caleb's?
1: van that he drove us around in in Seattle. Yeah,
2: yeah. You know, like more space in the back, but still not like an ungodly giant. Is that an Apple
1: car? That's so interesting. I don't know what, because there's also, there's the angle. There's like the Rivian is the adventure vehicle. And you're like, oh, that's so Patagonia. That's so Seattle. Like you get it. The canoe could be the new garage that
2: tech startups start in. Mobile workstation.
1: (laughs) All right, that's happening. It's happening. is going to love these things. <laughs> that's uh,
2: all anyone can afford with the housing market. It's yeah, for real. So Property insulting.
1: taxes? No, 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 no. <laughs> just get a canoe. Just get a canoe car. So
2: you're giving that a one out of ten? Well,
1: what's the question? Is it, is I don't it, know. Will the next Apple car look like a canoe? I just wanted to talk about it. I thought it was cool. <laughs> I think this thing... Uh, canoe as a Do company... Do you think they
2: acquire a canoe, I guess, is what the...
1: Uh, no, but you know what I think happens. I sure. think a lot of people who see that canoes going under will end up working for Apple. They don't have Fair. to acquire canoe
2: so indirectly. Acquires canoe
1: basically. Yeah, or, yeah. If Can, I like, there's a lot of people right now who work for Twitter that are like, oh, okay, I don't like what's going on here. They're going to go take their talent to someone who needs social media experience. Like Facebook, yeah, or whoever you know. But so I think Apple's
2: ethical. So I think media maybe site.
1: I haven't read this article, but I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that Apple's. Top secret car team is gonna look over into Canoe's headquarters and be like, any of you guys want a job? <laughs> and then they go, Yeah, I can see what's happening here, so I think I'm gonna head over there. That's okay. That's what I think's happening. Um speaking of the article
2: though, I, we're just gonna shout out Mark Gurman here because almost all of these rumors were from him. Um he you should follow him on Twitter if you wanna like really dive deep into all Subscribe this to probably, his newsletter. yeah. Bloomberg. Yep. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. If you wanna read like the nitty-gritty, and he probably has a way more experience and knowledge in terms of what he could be predicting than we do on here. Um, Probably time to get him on the show again sometime soon. A plus
1: sources, man. Good stuff. All right. We're going to take a quick ad break and come back. But of course, that means a little more trivia.
3: Trivia question two. You may know that Mac is Andrew's dog. What you might not know is that Mac isn't his full name. Do you know what is?
1: Sure, do you do? I, I do. hope so. I'm one of you, do. I know. I think, do I yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, we'll see. We'll see. We'll be right back.
2: I'm finally gonna get a point. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> All
1: right, welcome back. Let's talk about this new DJI Mavic Mini 3 for a second, real quick. Yeah, so uh, I want to zoom out for a quick. Like word on drones, sure. Which we were just talking about this. Which is like this drone seems sick, right? It's got all these cool new features. It's got the battery life. It's got all the stuff we love about good drones. Of course, it's DJI. But then every time you get a drone, you either well, here's the thing: you can either get it for a film tool or you get it for a toy, like a a fun thing, and then you use it once, and you're like, oh. I didn't need a drone. (laughs) I just spent $500 on a thing I'm gonna use once. It's like the GoPro syndrome, right?
2: Yeah, GoPro's a little tougher because, like, at least with the drone, you're controlling the thing that does the fun movement. GoPro, you have to, like, strap it on your helmet snowboarding and
1: realize you go, like, two miles an hour down yeah, the hill and the it's not that interesting. the footage in the commercials look amazing. People yeah. surfing, it's under the wave, the wave crashes right over the top. You're yeah. like, I'm going to take this GoPro on vacation. Let me spend 450 bucks, get some SD cards and whatever. And then you go out and then you use it once and then you look at the footage and you're like, eh.
2: Yeah, okay. you know, I could have filmed this with my phone, and yeah. it just has terrible audio quality. Yeah, this is all right.
1: It's all right. So, uh, yeah, we have drones here that we use as a film tool. But every time I personally, I'm like, I kind of want to get like a drone for myself, and then I I remember that I would only use it once, and then eventually probably just put it on a shelf. But we've got the new Mini Three. <laughs> yeah. It seems like the best one yet. What? Where should we start with the think- camera?
2: Yeah. And I think the camera might be a reason to ask this as to why this might be used a little more mm-hmm. for some people, at least for not totally extreme people. Um, I mean, it is a smaller drone, so it's a little easier to carry around. It's like kind of on that edge of you've said like film to film tool versus toy. Like they've had Mavic minis before. Like it is all this whole small thing all kind of started with the, um, oh, what was that called? The DJI What was the one Casey brought over.
1: Had, oh, the Mavic Mini. A uh, Spark? Spark? The Spark. The DJI
2: Spark. That yeah. was like toy toy. That was like control with your phone. The, the video is terrible. Um, but it mm-hmm. was like super, super small. Then they started doing the Mavic Mini, which could fold up. And it was like a smaller version of the Mavic, which was so popular. And now this one is like the Mavic Mini 3 Pro, I believe. And you're getting much better video quality out of it. 4K, 60 FPS, HDR video. Um, but the thing I think is really interesting with this is the camera will flip to portrait and you can take a lot of video for content for
1: social media like that is mostly like
2: TikTok reels.
1: Unbelievably TikTok. That is so twenty twenty two.
2: Yeah, and TikTok sells and TikTok and so Instagram see, reels are huge. We're
1: gonna see TikToks and vertical shot from drones now.
2: Uh, there's just- a guy on TikTok
1: who is insanely popular. He's the dancing on yeah. top of a mountain guy. Okay. Uh, so he's not even
2: on a mountain. He's on like a, a water. Uh, like. Does this guy get a royalty for
1: this feature? This is like made for this they exact have shot. They better sent it to him. Yeah. He better have one of these drones. Uh, okay. What I found really interesting, you mentioned it was small, is it's 249 grams. Yes. Do you know why it's 249 grams?
2: So. I think Hiato was telling us about it. I haven't found the
1: confirmation of it, but we'll say it with the um, asterisk
2: that I, I don't think I. you have to
1: source for. It. Okay, yeah. cool. So in New York City, if you want to fly a drone, it needs to be registered and you need to pay for it unless it's under 250 grams, in which case you don't have to register. You don't have to pay for it. And they just say, fly safely. So... Casey Neistat's drone right, right. shots are now unlocked to people with this exact drone because it is technically 249 grams. Now, the thing is, like, I think I was talking to someone else about this. If you're in New York City and you're flying a drone and a cop comes up to you and he's like, what are you doing? And you're like, I'm flying a drone. He'll be like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. It's illegal. You don't look at him and go, oh, though, no, this one's only 249 grams. It's a toy. It's a like, toy. Like, <laughs> it's not going to work. <laughs> I don't think they know that level of detail on the code or whatever, but- technically speaking, drone laws in New York will let you fly this one. I'm
2: predicting a change in law very shortly.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, why did they pick 249 grams? Like the tech obviously is going to get better and better and we're going to get Real drones under 250 grams. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would agree with that. I don't direction.
3: know what that
2: is. If, if it's flying high enough in the city, that's where it gets really dangerous because there's a lot of uh, airspace being used above the city. There's constantly helicopters and stuff over it. And just like through all those buildings, it, it gets dangerous pretty quick. Yeah. Um, so maybe still don't fly, fly it yeah. in the city. Um, I still do think it's cool because of how small it is. And there's um, there's a new Intelligent Flight Battery Plus 47 minutes of flight time, that is like double what most of the like Mavics we've seen. And it it just feels like every drone, no matter the size, 25 minutes is your flight time. 25 to 30, but we all know that's like more like 20 because at five minutes it starts screaming at you to come home. It's like like
1: smartphones. Every year since 2007, smartphone batteries have gotten physically bigger, but they all last eh, a day. Yeah, It's not like we have three-week-long smartphone batteries now. It's just
2: relative to size. Exactly. They seem to hit a certain point, and every DJI drone is like 25 minutes. So this is like double that, which is amazing to me. Um, I mean, obviously, still at five minutes, it's going to yell at you to come back, but then you're still getting 40 minutes of flight time. That's sick. Which is double. It's amazing. Um, they also have a con- new controller, which I really, really like, which is a little thicker but has its own screen on it so that you don't have to connect your phone to it. Obviously, you always have your phone with you. Um, but pulling your phone out, taking the case off, putting it in that controller, connecting it, having the DJI app and everything is a total pain in the neck. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated doing it. I actually broke my phone once taking it out because I didn't have the case on because I had to put it in the controller. <laughs> nice. Um, so like, I think that's a huge pain in the neck. Having a dedicated controller is awesome and hopefully has like a decent enough screen and maybe some like anti-glare on it because you're usually flying outside, Yeah. Outside, uh, hopefully outside. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's really awesome. I have a couple prices here just to list them off. Six sixty-nine no controller, seven fifty-nine standard controller that has no screen, nine oh nine with a, the new controller that does have the screen, and then it's 95 bucks for the new battery. So if you're thinking top of the line with new battery, around a thousand.
1: Yeah. I only have one real thought on this, which is this is gonna be really cool as a film tool, but I've always split up drones in my mind as film tool or fun tool. And so, this one's got a pretty good camera. Peter McKinnon's done a video on it and has already showed some pretty sweet shots, mm-hmm. and I now believe in it as a pretty solid video camera. But for fun for the dollar, DJI's FPV drone combo with the uh-huh. goggles is nine ninety nine. I would get that for fun. If
2: you're going straight fun, yeah. I full, full agree. That's the fun. If you are a travel person... Who's traveling to places where this can be flown? You cannot fly drones in national parks, which is a shame, but I 100% support that decision. Mm -hmm. They should not be. Um, But if you're traveling a lot and you like the outdoors and you like doing stuff like that, drones are also still in that category of, to me, kind of like VR where- not a lot of the general public has really gotten to try one or see it personally. Whenever I bring a drone somewhere and like my in-laws are there, some family members are there, they're astounded by it. That's like, true. They love looking at it. Just like when you introduce someone to VR for the first time, they just—it's a whole nother world. So yeah, it does have that wow factor. There's still a fun, fun thing about it, and thousand yeah. dollars is steep, but yeah, I think this is cool.
1: I think yeah, for travel, it's sick. But if you want the fun just, just know that the the same amount of money will get you goggles and an FPV drone.
2: There's no other feeling like crashing an FPV drone in first person. person. Yeah. It's it's incredible. It's a scary experience for sure. Um, all right. I have one more thing I want to talk about, and this is something I had a few weeks ago, but we just never got the chance, but Netflix is making a bunch of changes and I hate (laughs) all of them. And I just want to say you're the worst Netflix, but I guess I can go a little deeper into that.
1: I've, I can't remember the last time I logged into Netflix. I don't
2: know. Like you just don't watch anything on Netflix. I have
1: an account. I don't watch anything. Okay. Yeah, but it. Yeah, well, I, it's, I, it's I, gonna I see go the uproar. <laughs> I see I am going to be paying more for this thing I don't use. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So how much is it now?
2: Okay. Um, basic plan eight ninety nine to nine ninety nine. Standard plan thirteen ninety nine to fifteen forty five. Premium plan seventeen ninety nine to nineteen ninety
1: nine. So like a like an inflation worthy bump.
2: A couple of dollars, but there is also like a few things that are changing about it, which I really don't like. Um, and maybe this is what's going on right now, but my My biggest gripe here is you can only get 4K on the premium plan, which lets you have up to four screens playing at the same time. Mm -hmm. The other plans, you can't get 4K on it, including the basic plan, which only lets you use one screen at a time. So if you're somebody who wants 4K content, but maybe only has one TV, you have to pay what everybody else is doing for four different televisions, which seems ridiculous. Double the price. Yep.
1: Yep. I don't
2: know why there's not like an $11 version that's one-screen 4K.
1: So they can Get make more money. More,
2: it, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's if just they let so you, like, add dumb. on
1: things at feature by feature, everyone will be paying less money for Netflix. If,
2: if the content's in 4K, just let us play in 4K. It makes... No, we're It's 2022. We're way past this. Like, come on. Just offer 4K for all of Do you remember your
1: when plans? the pandemic was starting and bandwidth was at, like, a premium and they actually had to not give everyone high high quality was
2: that was that when youtube did the like and youtube the,
1: defaulted everything yeah. to 480 too one that of was our like, best
2: waveform clips
1: that to me says like there is a point where like yeah bandwidth is expensive and they have to make their money to to stream in 4k they're,
2: they're making their money I, and just you get know, out I'm of here yeah i'm just being devil's advocate yeah. here uh, okay well stop <laughs> <laughs> um uh and then another thing that we find so they're also testing two different things um one is a lower price tier that's ad supported. I despise that. Hulu has it right now, and it's the worst. I have to watch like five or six minutes of ads on a like twenty minute TV show. Oh, like it's normal terrible. TV. Like normal TV. Ugh. It's awful. Ugh. I hate it. Um, and then they're also, which is very funny here, they're cracking down on sharing passwords, which is like throughout next Netflix's like entire life, people share passwords, and you're always just like. Oh yeah, do you have Netflix? Well, yeah, I'm using my like mother's aunt's account, um, and mm-hmm. then everybody just has somebody else's account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the point where they've even memed it on Twitter in oh, 2017. It. This is a they, classic. Yeah, they have a tweet that just says "love is sharing a password."
1: Oh, that's so like, nice. Corporate Netflix in 2017. Yeah,
2: corporate Netflix doesn't agree with a current corporate Netflix apparently because they're testing in a few South American countries, I believe, adding an extra like two to three dollars per account per like. Per sharing account on a. And they'll somehow like figure out
1: if you're in, you know, multiple households. Like, how are they going to? I don't know. I get,
2: yeah, maybe something like that. Or they'll just
1: require you to sign in again out of the blue randomly. They'll just sign you out.
2: It's very confusing though, because like you could have Netflix on your phone and go to a friend's house and uh, screencast it. Is that considered sharing an account? Because you're on like a different IP address? Well, then how are they going to tell if somebody else is doing it? And then also.
1: Yeah, just ask you to verify yourself again or something.
2: I don't know how exactly they're going to do this. It's also weird because if you have the basic plan, so you're only getting one screen per account um, mm-hmm. at the cheapest one, if you're adding an account for two or three extra dollars, does that mean you can now two screens at the same time or you're just on one account, can still only use one screen, but that one screen can be used over two different places? It's yeah. confusing. Tough to it's say. the worst. Netflix stop.
1: I'm actually going to push back a little. I think the free... Cut it, Adam, cut it. The free ad-supported tier is welcome. It's not free. It's not free. No, no, no. The Hulu one's not free. Never mind. Oh, wait. The exactly. Netflix one, though. You're saying they're going to make a, it's going to be cheaper and ad supported or free and cheaper ad supported? Cheaper and ad supported. How much cheaper?
2: I don't know. They didn't say. Mm, I wouldn't yeah. doubt if it's literally just the basic plan.
1: Okay. And it's the same price. I support free content that's ad supported. If it wasn't, I
2: support free content that's ad supported. Yeah. I do not support paid content that's yeah, ad supported, which uh, is what cable
1: is. But like, all right. I take it back. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> I it. Back. it. Um, I did not, audio listeners, I did not threaten him to take that back. Um, But yeah, like Netflix was the the alternative to cable that everybody loved because of the no ads. You just paid for it. People loved to be able to just pay for it. Five minutes of
1: ads on a TV show? That's what Hulu
2: right now. I'm watching Attack on Titan because I'm late to the game Uh and I love it.
1: I've heard good things.
2: And the first season was on Netflix with no ads. So I just crushed through the whole thing and Mm -hmm. now I'm watching way less of it because Hulu... We're not paying for the
1: like. Explain it. Is relu- it unskippable ads? Like yes. you say, so mm-hmm. you're watching it. It pops up. It says, "Now we will play." I will five go through minutes. an attack on
2: Titan episode for you. Okay. Okay. Short recap. Uh-huh. Inch or no, sorry. Ad. Short recap. Intro. Ad. Like ten minutes.
1: Unskippable ten unskip- minutes of ads. No, no, no.
2: Sorry, ten minutes of show. Oh, okay. Two minutes of ads. Uh huh. Ten minutes of show. Two minutes of ad and then the like uh, preview for next episode. So I have to watch another like two minutes of ad just to watch the like little preview for the next one. It's like, it's probably around six minutes of ad on a like 21 minute show.
1: That's rough. That's rough.
2: No more. Can I throw
3: something in here? Yeah. The other day I was watching a movie on Hulu and I paid for the ad supported one. And even in movies, like after the first 15 minutes, it threw me into an. It ad.
1: interrupts the movie. It
3: interrupts the movie. And it was a very susp- suspenseful scene. I was sitting at the edge of my seat and then it an <laughs> <ad> shows up.
1: <laughs> I, I was watching YouTube logged out a little while ago and a, a mid roll popped up in the middle of a video and it made me so mad. And I can't, like, I highly recommend paying for YouTube Premium just to avoid that experience. But I cannot imagine being in the middle of a movie. Yeah. And just being like, I mean,
2: we're even still Clorox. really strict on. <laughs> just-
1: <laughs> I don't know.
2: It would be like the what kind of ad that pops up in the middle of watching something is also like really funny. Like a character said.
1: turns to the camera is like, which is why I use this toilet paper. <laughs> and you're like, what's happening right now? It's a baked in ad. No, that's funny.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I hate it. Uh, Netflix has been the hero long enough to become the villain, I think. Mm. And you're not far off from being Comcast level.
1: Wow. <laughs> I said
2: it. Don't lo- I don't want to say it. Prove me wrong. Netflix, I'm sure this one podcast will definitely make
1: all the difference. We'll see. We'll see what they do. Yeah. All right. Well, that's been it for this week. We had a, a lot to go over, but we do have a lot coming up next week. So we had the AI video on the channel, and mm-hmm. that's obviously worth checking out next week. A lot more good stuff. So stay tuned for that. We should go over our trivia answers now. I think I have two points locked, but I want to see. All right, let's get back to them.
3: The first question: What was the first iPhone to have the Retina display? Right. You should
2: let
1: me answer
3: first. Because yeah, I'm very curious
1: noticed. what your context is. So you don't oh, you have I no say, idea. I sorry.
3: The current score is Marquez has five, Andrew has three. Okay.
1: okay, closer than I thought.
2: All right, I want. Well, let's just say a D or iPhone.
1: Which iPhone? Yeah, eight. iPhone eight, yeah. Retina display.
2: The way you're saying that, so think about. I just want to help you out a little bit, sure.
1: Because it's okay. Retina display. Do you remember when they defined the retina display on stage? No. They got on stage and they were like, "This display is the first display where the pixels are so small that your eye cannot discern like individual pixels on the screen from a readable from from this distance." Okay. And then they made that screen, and then every screen for the next like X years had the same pixel density because they're like, "Yeah, we got it. Retina. Retina HD." Okay. They're, all, they're all here.
2: I have a question.
1: Uh-huh. Is there something called Super Retina Display? Uh, I think at this point they have like a Super Retina LCD in the iPhone 10R uh, or something weird. Something, something There is weird. something
2: called Super Retina Display and I got confused because I'm not sure if that's different than Retina Display and I'm not sure if it's it newer and I don't know what Retina Display Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if Adam's trying to mess should with I us. Give no, up that's on,
1: different. I should give up on helping. Yeah, I,
2: oh, you shouldn't help at all, oh, okay. if I'm being honest. Yeah, it's
1: the iPhone 4. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. yeah. iPhone 4, that was like one of the biggest changes to the iPhone in history, because that's the one that got leaked, remember? The rectangle design, the new you know glass front and back, all that fun stuff. Yeah,
2: I'm going to do significantly worse on questions from before I started <laughs> working here. That's fair. Super Retina was on to 10. The 10. Super 10. Renos on the Okay, so I'm thinking okay. around that because 8 and 10 came out at the same time. And yes. I was thinking maybe it's just on the 8 and that could be conserved first. Good okay. save. Good save. I'll...
1: Yeah,
2: I'll <laughs> give myself a minor pat on the back. Okay. If I were David, I would probably be asking for half credit.
3: Yeah. <laughs> okay, so current score, Marquez 6, Andrew 3. All right, the other question, uh, let's see. It's if, rigged. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew <laughs> could get this one. I hope so. You may know that Mac is Andrew's dog. What you might not know is that Mac isn't his full name. Do you know what it is? Here's a question for
2: you. Yes. His full name that was on his collar when I first caught him. Do you have that or do you have...
1: Whoa. Pr- like pre-you naming him Pre-Mac?
2: Mac? Pre-Mac? No, no, not pre-Mac. It's, it has to do... Let's just say your answer, oh, Mark, guys, and I'll curious. say what. Yeah, now I'm I th- curious. Yeah,
1: I thought it was Burt Macklin
2: correct okay his collar said burt Ma- burt macklin fbi fbi <laughs> okay i think it has to be that's cool. included in the name so that's fair okay i don't know well i'll give him credit. i had burt macklin but okay so you're burt giving macklin, him credit burt oh. macklin fbi yeah yeah
1: all right so you both it, get points okay yeah. yeah that's pretty good okay. uh, for
2: those of you who don't know that's a parks and recs uh, parks and Rec. uh reference uh he was the alter ego of andy dwyer when he becomes an fbi agent Burt macklin yeah that's
1: his full name. Now you guys can stop asking You just reference this clip. There you go. Or
2: you can ask a million times because you won't see this clip or forget about it. There's still people who ask what the K stands for in your name even though we released that uh,
1: okay, fair. 5
2: million subs ago. All so, right.
1: we'll we'll get we'll just keep answering. It, it'll keep. Well, that's it for this week on Way Farm. Thanks again for watching and listening. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Very important. And also uh shout out to the people who gave us 5 stars on Apple Podcasts. There's yeah. a lot of you. And we appreciate There that. are. We hit 5,000. So that yeah. means something's coming up. It means something's happening eventually. All right. Cool. Talk to you guys next week. Peace.
2: Waveform is produced by Adam Molina and Ellis Rovin. We are partnered with Fox Media and our intro outro music was created by Vane Sill.